Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Warning. Guests of The Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails are pouring in, just pouring in, about the uh, Donald Trump video that we talked about in the last hour. And I'll tell you, it is, from what I see, it is not going to be baggage for Donald Trump, at least from the emails that I'm seeing. And um, Twitter, I've just been reading some tweets to you in the last hour. Tomorrow we'll talk to the American woman living in this country and who will vote November the 8th and who will vote for Donald Trump. At least that's what she emailed last week. We'll find out if she still feels that way and we'll take more of your calls. But they're just pouring in. Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and I'm on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. So when the Donald Trump video was released and I'm listening to it early, early, early this morning, you know, it was still nighttime outside, but we'd switched from p.m. to a.m. I'm listening and watching, and the first thought I had was about our CMP women. As I listened to Trump and his, quote, apology, I was thinking about the women I've been talking to for the last, I think it's five years now, maybe longer, about what they endured as um, police officers, our CMP members, as well as civilian employees, the sexual harassment, the sexual assaults, the violence, the bullying, the intimidation. And I wondered if the day would come. Frankly, I have to tell you, I wondered if the day would come that there'd be an admission that we would see a commissioner of the RCMP, never mind this one, but a commissioner of the RCMP stepping up and saying, we apologize, this happened. Whether there would be a federal government that would stand up and say, we apologize, this happened, any government, and it happened this week. The RCMP and the federal government have announced an approximately $100 million settlement of class action lawsuits for RCMP women subjected to sexual and other harassment and assault for decades. Janet Merlow is a former RCMP officer who began the class action lawsuit on behalf of one of the one of the lawsuits on behalf of the women in the RCMP she was on stage with the commissioner and the federal public safety minister during the settlement class action suit public announcement she's the author of no one to tell breaking my silence on life in the RCMP hi janet hi how are you more importantly how are you i'm okay <laughs> i'm okay too now we're going to talk here krista carley is a uh, former British Columbia RCMP officer, many years, and one of the drivers of the class action lawsuits, and a person, Krista's uh, been with us many, many times and talked about the assaults and the and the violence and the bullying that took place, and she said that RCMP management tried to cover up the aberrant behavior when they became aware. So Thursday happens. Krista, how are you feeling? And thank uh, you for joining us. Oh, thank you. Uh, again, relieved, surprised, yeah, still taking it all in, I guess. And Catherine Galliford was a former RCMP corporal who sued the RCMP. She was the spokesperson for the force during the Pickford trial, 
Some nasty things were insinuated about Catherine by some people in RCMP management before they settled the case. And Catherine, your case was settled a, a month or two ago. But on Thursday, you're watching what's going on on the stage uh, and, and the commissioner and the public safety minister and the apology and the emotion. And how are you feeling? Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. And I'd like to say hi to Janet and Krista, my troop mates, mm-hmm. that I went through I training with. And uh, how am I feeling? I can tell you that um, when Commissioner Paulson made an apology, I was smiling. And then when Janet Merlot cried, I cried with her. And But for some reason, I couldn't wipe the smile off my face, but I just got off the phone with um, a female member today who is still being harassed in the workplace. And um, so I'm not smiling so much now. And she has written letters to Commissioner Paulson, and he's not replying. So I don't really know if that was a real apology. Well, there's uh, there's a lot of work to be done, I would imagine, to change the culture. But it's uh, disturbing to hear that just days after, the commissioner apologized with a tremendous amount of emotion. I mean, he I thought he was going to cry. Um, and then the public safety minister and the employment minister got up and took credit for the government, of course. That's what some of the politicians will do. But this is still going on. Sherry Benson Podalchuk, former RCMP officer, the author of Women Not Wanted. Uh, you were one of the first people I spoke with, Sherry, and you detailed the uh, horrific experiences you went through. Thursday must have you settled out, or you settled your case or, uh, a number of years ago. How did Thursday feel to you? Well, uh, good uh, good afternoon, Roy. Uh, thank you very much uh, for inviting me. And good afternoon, ladies, and congratulations. I can tell you, Roy, I was doing my happy dance. Uh, I was actually making dinner, and I just sort of looked up at the news, and I had to take a double take when I was listening to it, and I just had this big smile. And I was very excited for, for the women because having it settled but also having that public apology is really important. For for just be, It's not so much about the money. It's it's the the leader who's supposed to be the leader saying i'm sorry this is what's happened to you and just to add on to what Catherine had said now he for it to be truly authentic he needs to back that up with uh as the dust settles and this progresses and moves forward he needs to back that up with his words with uh you know following through in these different complaints and I don't know how that might take a while for that to finally ripple down into the frontline policing. Well, they, have no, they have no choice at this point, man. Really, yeah. they have no choice. But uh, what I'd like to do, what I'd like to suggest, Janet and and, uh, and Krista and Catherine and Cherry, uh, uh, Krista, Catherine, and, and uh, Janet know each other. I think you were all troop mates, right? We were, yes. So what I'd like to do is get out of the way, and if you wouldn't mind just talking about, for a couple of minutes anyway, talking to us about what is what was what is important for all of us to understand about what happened on Thursday, how, how we got there, and 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 how some, I, I don't want to use the word surprise, but we certainly talked about that in the past, all of us on the air, how surprised you were that it actually happened. Maybe Sheila Fraser was the, was the, uh, so the catalyst that made it happen. Okay, go, go, Janet. Janet, oh, it's your turn. I, so. Yeah, I think, um, I, I think they finally, once the numbers got up to the 500 mark, and, and you know, I, all these women like Sherry and the, the ladies that came along before us trying to make change, and, and, and all the, they were ignored and they were 
dismissed and and I'd like to acknowledge all of them because this this kind of all took took place and started but the movement itself started long before we ever before I ever spoke out for sure and I think once the numbers reached 500 the RCMP was forced to stop and take a, a long hard look at itself and and in doing so they realized that this this is not just a few disgruntled employees there's there's lives been lost here and lives been destroyed and and I think I think it all, once they started taking a, a long, hard look at it, and perhaps it was in anticipation of Sheila Fraser's report that she's going to, you know, finish, but I think they they realized that it was time to do this, and thank, thank God they did. They ran out of options and yeah. out of time. Yeah. You, you had, I mean, it took a lot of courage to go public. It took a lot of courage to take on this national institution. It took a lot of courage to say, this has actually happened to me and happened to others. And it, to stand up and, and, and be visible and make the accusation to defend yourself and others took a tremendous amount of courage. All of you. All of you. Well, you, you have to stand up and do the right thing, and, and I, I think that was my experience when Catherine came forward and uh, with Janet as well. And, uh, again, like what Janet said, this affected so many women. And, uh, I mean, this has gone on for, for so many years, but really in the focus of the media in the last five. So I think the RCMP uh, really was constantly being told, you've got to do the right thing here. And, um, and, and I... I know there. I've been contacted by a couple of people already today, um, saying that there's still challenges, and, and also how do we encourage people who haven't contacted a lawyer, or who haven't made a claim, or maybe retired 30 years ago? Um, their voices need to be heard, and we need to be diligent in, in making sure that everybody is included and no one is left behind. I think, Roy, what, what this has done now is it has opened up the floodgates where you, yes, people will still be, they will probably be intimidated and, and scared and uh, in some cases reluctant to come forward, but at least they know it has been done and it was successful. It was tough. All of you need to be so congratulated uh, on what you have done. Uh, this is, will go down in historical news for the rest of eternity for this organization to actually admit it and then come publicly to re- try and resolve it. But the, I think for, for, me, for me, the reason why I did it, I spoke up, was because if I didn't say anything, then I was part of the problem. And, and I think all of us can say that we liked our job, and it was unfair this happened. And by speaking up, our goal was to try and make a change. And they have done that. This is such a wonderful day. Congratulations. Let me, take, let me take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk more with uh, with my guests. And I want to, you know, we'll talk as much as we can about the settlement and what it means to individual women. And then I was thinking about whether any criminal charges should be laid uh, against anyone based on the experiences, which will have been relayed at least to the um, to the criminal investigators, Sheila Fraser. Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk to uh, more with Janet Merlo, with Krista Carley, Catherine Gilford, Galliford rather, and Sherry Benson. But I'll check on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional. Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network. 
Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and uh, follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Listen back anytime to anything we air at RoyGreenShow.com on the web. With me are Janet Merlo, former RCMP officer who began one of the class action lawsuits on behalf of women in the RCMP. She's the author of No One to Tell, Breaking My Silence on Life in the RCMP. Krista Carley, a BC RCMP officer previously many years, one of the drivers of the class action lawsuit. Catherine Galliford, former RCMP corporal, sued the RCMP after being the spokesperson for the force during the Pickford trial. And Sherry Benson Podalchuk, former RCMP officer, author of Not Women Not Wanted. Now, I read that specifically a certain way. Like I read a newscast. <laughs> Names, stories, on to the next one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very well done. So, <laughs> here I'm, this is what I kept hearing all day. You know? This is what I heard Thursday, Friday, today. Boom, on to the next one. And I'm thinking. You know, if I can, I have to say, though, it's, it's been like with your help and other media people that have stayed committed to this uh national disgrace and uh for keeping the pressure up and the and the you know the public aware and and we owe a lot to you as well well thank you I and mean, i just it was a privilege to talk to you and 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 to, when i found out what was happening there was no other choice than to pursue it and i'm glad other media people felt felt the same way but as i hear these sort of news deliveries i'm, I'm thinking these are the people i've been speaking with these are the people who experienced horrific actions physically emotionally against them uh do you catherine do you think that um that can we talk about this is it should criminal yeah. charges be considered against some of these people yeah. well there's no statute of limitations on sexual assault mm-hmm. so why don't we go back to that why don't we go back to uh, the accountability factor and the transparency factor, because I have girlfriends who are being asked to go back into the workplace, and they're saying no. And I'm going, I could not work in the environment with that person. And these people are sexual predators. So explain to me why the independent, I don't even think, we, we don't even have one. We don't have an independent oversight body to oversee um, criminal cr- criminal offenses against the female police officers or police officers in general within the RCMP. And I think we're all getting tired of watching sexual assault, sexual exploitation, um, rape, whatever you want to call it, um, fraud, uh, corruption. And we're all going, who is being held accountable? Well, exactly. And that's why we all started to go to the government to say, can you help us? Well, it, it, you know, to everybody, uh, as I was listening on Thursday, I thought, well, hang on a minute here. You can't just walk away from this. You can't, I mean, it's important that you're getting, that they're, that they're going to provide you with some compensation for your suffering, give you an opportunity to, to rebuild your lives, uh, with, you know, with, with some financial support and, and and some 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 financial foundation but you can't just walk can't, janet you can't they can't just walk away from from what took place can they uh, well and the problem is that they they are and they will you know because as a result even if this had per, even if it had gone to trial it's still civil litigation it's, it's civil trial 
And I don't think any criminal charges ever would have come from it. I'm hoping that from Thursday forward, there will be criminal charges the next time that there's a complaint put in or, or, or you know, a, a sexual assault reported. I hope, my hope is that there will, out of this, come criminal charges. But for for what's happened in the past, unfortunately, we're never going to see it because there's there's no there's no accountability. There's there's an apology and there's an acknowledgement, but to be honest, you'll never see any of those people go to court. Roy, uh, I, we I would like to weigh in here. Sorry, everyone, but I'm going to weigh in. Janet, you know what? Those from Commissioner Paulson, those were crocodile tears. He had his little handy Kleenex with him, and he was reading, I'm pretty sure, a script that said, insert tears here. And you know what, Janet? You fought the fight, and you're still fighting it, but you know what? I, quite frankly, I truly believe the RCMP is not fixable. I think that it has to go to provincial police forces only, and I think the RCMP has gone by the way of the dinosaur. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Um, Roy, I think well, what a reporter did ask the commissioner about uh, what happens when people come forward with the complaints, and he said, well, the wrath of God. I, this is where he needs to put the muscle behind the words. And uh, how, how once the dust settles, and as people are, are more, more people are more women and men are speaking up, but you know specifically the harassment for, of women, I think he, he this needs to be backed up by by the wrath of God, and not pick and choose who you're going to uh, put on suspension for a day. Okay. Definitely, there's criminal charges here, and you're right, Captain. There is there is no statute of limitations, and I I, can I, for, can for I myself can I, I get the, I feel the same way about sorry uh, sorry to interrupt charges. sorry, sorry. to interrupt. Can can you stay with us a couple minutes longer? Because I I do have to take a break here. Oh, sorry. Can we take it? Can you stay? Yep. Okay. Then we're going to be talking with uh, Mayor Hector McMillan uh, from uh, Trent Hills in Ontario. He's in Germany. Just uh, uh, finished on Thursday the uh, pancreatic cancer surgery that the province of Ontario wouldn't pay for. We'll come back with a few more minutes with our RCMP, former RCMP officers, and uh, the settlement story, and and then we'll talk to the mayor. Stay with us. Taking on the Titans, standing up for the little guy. It's the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be talking to uh, Mayor Hector McMillan in a few minutes from Germany on Thursday. He had his pancreatic IRE nanonife surgery. With me are Janet Merlo and uh, Krista Carley and Catherine Galliford and Sherry Benson Podelchuk, all former RCMP officers, all of them involved in lawsuits against the RCMP for physical and verbal violence, sexual harassment, sexual assault, bullying, and as you know, the class action lawsuits were settled on, or at least the announcement with the settlement was made on Thursday. There are individual cases still going on. And uh, what I'd like to do is is ask you all, because I talked about this last hour, and I'm hearing a lot of feedback, some of it's unusual. What is your reaction to um, to Donald Trump, the release of Don- what Donald Trump said in 2005, and, uh, and his apology? Um, 
how do you how do you react to that, Catherine? What do you get from from Trump? Because when, um, when, when I first heard the the, the the you know his response and and the and the video, I immediately started to think of you. Not you specifically, Catherine, but women officers in the RCMP and, and Thursday. That's interesting because I did an interview with someone the other day, and she called the RCMP a rape culture. So when we signed up for the RCMP, we did not know we were going into a rape culture. And define rape, because that's not part of the criminal code anymore. But if you look at a rape culture, well, you've asked me before, is it a cult? No, I, I actually think it's a rape culture where we have sexual predators in there, and they're not only preying on the female officers, they're preying on women of the general public and i know stories about that so what do i think about donald trump i don't think he can toss those things out carelessly about women because guess what these are criminal code offenses and um i have a lot of friends right now who are afraid to leave their homes because they have been so traumatized by what's happened to them yeah Janet, uh, Donald Trump's video, what he said and his apology, the impact on, on you, uh, what do you think of what Trump said in 2005? But I'm hearing a lot of, a lot of well, it's just locker room talk. Yeah, I, I'm very concerned for the American public if they ever vote him into power. And, and I think what he will do is set not only the women's movement, but other the, the movement forward of other groups, minority groups in the States, he, he will set it back hundreds of years. And, and yeah, locker room talk is locker room talk, but this person now wants to run a country, and his behavior his behavior in public is locker room talk. So he's, he's no different whether he's on stage or whether he's in the locker room. So I, his, apology, um, <laughs> his apology doesn't mean a whole lot. <laughs> Krista, uh, the impact on you, or what you've heard over the last 18 hours or so? Yeah, it, it, it doesn't surprise me. You know, constantly there's something else coming out, and, and I'm, I guess I'm glad to be Canadian. But I have a lot of American family and friends still, and I just, I, I sure feel for what they're going to have to deal with. And Cherry, your thoughts well, on the Donald is a narcissist, and his behavior is consistent throughout. The fact that someone was brave enough to release that that video and the audio is fantastic. But that's what rich people who believe they can say and do whatever they want do that. Look at Bill Cosby; he could do and say whatever he wanted until someone spoke up. And so, uh, the more people who realize this is not the person they want running the country, then you know, the, the more likely you're going to get more incidents where you're going to get little snippets of the true Donald. And this is what, this is his true character. Okay. Very and, disappointing for sure. Okay. And, um, Janet, just the general last question that we, um, have for you. What can you tell us about the, uh, class action lawsuit specifically? What, what can you share with us? Well, uh, what I can share is that in, in accomplishing the settlement we did the other day, we got a lot more than we ever would have if it had gone to trial. Because if this had gone to trial, the only thing that the judge would award it would, would have been able to award is financial compensation. There, there was no way through civil litigation that the judge could 
force the RCMP or tell the RCMP to make changes. So by them coming to the table and them hiring um, retired Justice Bastarash, he's a very, very competent, very intelligent man, and he he is going to move this forward in a very good way. So with all the change proposals within the force, we would have never got any of that had this gone to trial. And it would have been another 10 years, and it would have cost Canadian public millions and millions of dollars and, and, and millions more because the compensations probably would have been a lot higher. And, and that's one thing that's, that's different in this process because it's done and it's settled. The money is then put in, hopefully, to the changes that need to be made in the RCMP. If they don't make the changes, it's not worth the paper it's written on, and they'll be back in court again in five, ten years with the same issues. So, so I think they're forced. They're forced to fix it now, which which is a great accomplishment. We're happy with that. Janet Merlo is the author of No One to Tell: Breaking My Silence on Life in the RCMP. Uh, Sherry Benson Podalchuk, former RCMP officer, she's the author of Women Not Wanted. And uh, Krista Carley, Catherine Galliford, thank you all for joining us today. And Thank you very much, Roy. Happy Thanksgiving. And to you. And thank best you. in your thank life you. going forward. Bye, ladies. Bye, ladies. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. We'll take a break and we'll come back with uh, Mayor Hector McMillan. He'll join us from Germany after his pancreatic cancer surgery that the province of Ontario refused to pay for in the United States. So what did people do? What did Canadians do? They went to GoFundMe.com and they made it possible for the mayor to have the surgery. How'd it go? Stick around. We'll talk to him after this.